0: Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Compassion and Courage. I am your host, Marcus Engel. I've got the hotness in the studio with me.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: And uh, this is the podcast where we teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. We have been traveling a lot lately, and it seems like everywhere we go, we're getting the same question, and that is, how did you guys do through Hurricane Ian? Have you gotten that question more than once in the last couple of weeks? More
1: than once because we live in Orlando.
0: Yeah, and we faced down this hurricane in, along with the rest of the state of Florida, a uh, couple of weeks ago. Now it's still kind of resonating around here. I got to tell you all sure. from the beginning though that this is my first hurricane, right?
1: This is your first, my very, very first one first that you were real in real hurricane Florida, and that was quite a. We we were like, well, you can get on a plane and leave, baby. Yeah, and and the reason
0: <laughs> that they're that they're comforting me is because growing up in the Midwest, I uh, have a, a healthy respect for violent weather. In fact, when I was about six or seven years old, a tornado went through my parents' property, and not only took the entire top out of a giant pecan tree that's well over 100 years old but also picked up an entire grain bin and deposited it some like several hundred yards away now if you're not familiar with what a grain bin is it's a large aluminum structure that is used to store grain right corn (laughs) beans and stuff like that that you're growing across the midwest and that wow. racked grain bin still sits along the road as a reminder of the power of tornadoes, of the power oh, wow. of Midwestern storms.
1: I'm much more frightened in general of tornadoes.
0: Than of hurricanes?
1: Just growing up in central Florida. Because, uh, you know, being away from the, the coast, I'm much more frightened of tornadoes because you don't get four days or a week of a warning.
0: Right, right. Very true. And so this this hurricane was scary because it was so big, of course. And that has the ability to spawn even more tornadoes. And even though the tornadoes that we get here in Florida off of a off of a hurricane are not typically as big as some of those that are going through. Uh, tornado Alley and Kansas and Missouri and Arkansas and Oklahoma, uh, they could still do, obviously, a lot of damage. Now, being unfamiliar with a hurricane, i got to say, we've been in Florida for 15 years. I've been in Florida for 15 years now people say well there have been hurricanes in the last 15 years very true but i've never been home for wine i've always been out on the road and uh watching these things on tv from afar and sometimes you were home sometimes you were with me but whenever you were back here then i spent the time worrying about you and the family correct this time we decided to all just hunker down here uh, our family, we brought in our uh, daughter and our son-in-law and three grandkids. And and we hunkered down for, oh my gosh, did it end up being about 10 days well, overall? It didn't,
1: we started a couple days before the hurricane. Sure. Prep and, is always smart. <laughs> you know, we expected it to just be a few days. Yeah, we expected it would just be a couple of days um, and you know you take a couple of days to get your prep ready you again, we're in central Florida, which is definitely not where you get the worst of anything, but you do the things you get the water, you get you know you, you get your food, you, you get your some, food, yeah. you don't put too much in the refrigerator in case you lose power, which often happens here, something like losing power um so we all thought, okay, well, we'll just prep and we'll stay together and you know we'll we'll just be together for a few days yeah that's what we thought
0: didn't happen didn't happen that we had no damage during the actual storm when it came through it was a lot calmer than i was actually thinking now this is to say nothing of our poor friends down in fort myers and sanibel no. No. Um, those people naples area that have just gotten absolutely destroyed Um, Our hearts go out to you. Our hearts go out to the entire community down there. From what we hear, the devastation is just unfathomable, even weeks later now. But we didn't have it that bad here. So our experience, by the time this hurricane hit Orlando, I believe it was down to a, a category one. It
1: was a one.
0: Which can still do some damage. But when it came in, I was expecting to hear... Thunder and booming lightning and screaming winds for 12 hours straight. I was expecting to hear (laughs) wailing of winds that would be so loud that I had a pair of uh, the ear protection for firearms that I was prepared to wear for hours on end so that screaming wind didn't drive me crazy. Guess what? It didn't scream. And the thunder uh, was pretty minimal, too.
1: Is part of that because you were sleeping? Oh,
0: that could have been. But if
1: <laughs> you did sleep through the worst, I of
0: did it. sleep through the worst of it, which should <laughs> also tell you something that I had been, uh, you know, considerably worried about something that did not happen. You know, one of my favorite lines from Mark <laughs> Twain is when he says, I'm an old man and I've known many worries, most of which never happened. And that's how I felt after this hurricane went through that the things that we had feared did not happen
1: in orlando in orlando
0: right but then there's a chapter two
1: there is a chapter two now i will say through through the the worst of it my son-in-law and i were up outside you know at 3 a.m with the doors open listening taking video because We we knew we were safe to do so from a very safe place. So she's trying to shame me. No, 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 no. She's trying to shame
0: me for uh, going to sleep (laughs) and not stepping out into a natural disaster. I'm just saying
1: as a Floridian, it's, it's always just kind of breathtaking to see what Mother Nature can do. Sure. Um,
0: and then the next morning, but the we next woke morning, up and really saw what Mother Nature can do.
1: That was when, um, w- that's when we experienced our part of what Ian did to us and to our neighborhood. Us.
0: We live in a very typical suburban Orlando neighborhood. And when we looked out the front door the next morning, there are people... Kayaking and paddleboarding and canoeing down our street, ten feet away from our front door. This yep. is not something that we have ever witnessed in my fifteen years of living here. Don't we think never. it's something you've ever witnessed in an entire lifetime of being here. Nor did your mom, who's been here for even longer.
1: Correct. This was a this was brand unprecedented, new, un unspeakable. Somebody uh, on our next door app wrote. Well, we woke up in Venice this morning. Uh, ah, yeah, um, yeah. We woke up in a neighborhood that was suddenly, you know, civilization was a mile or two away, but we were completely marooned, islanders. Yeah, we were Gilligan. I don't know what what it was. Well, we were lucky
0: because we never lost power. No. Our home did not flood. We had no damage. We had no physical injuries to anyone in our family. We're very, very fortunate. Absolutely. But that. Flooding meant that we were stuck at home for at least five days after the storm,
1: with no way out. Even with even no big trucks way the, out. The big trucks had no way in.
0: EMS, God bless EMS in Central Florida, that were doing rescues by airboat and by Zodiac boat. Um, you know, I,
1: I have to say this again because this blows my mind a person in the neighborhood needed rescue. They took an airboat and drove it down the street. That was the only way
0: they could medically they could evacuate get
1: him to get him out. Fire trucks couldn't get in. It was unbelievable how much water
0: water up to your waist through most of our yard. neighborhood, yeah. Uh, through the rivers years. through
1: yeah. the through the uh, we called them rivers, through the our streets. front street. <laughs>
0: And so here we are stuck at home. We really don't have a lot to complain about because we still have power. We still have internet. uh, We still have food in the fridge. But yet it was so strange that a mile away, the grocery stores are open. Subway is open. The T-Mobile place is open. Um, All the little restaurants, all the, the businesses were back up running really quick. But we could not get to them. It was a It was a very interesting uh, predicament. and we feel uh, say what you will about nextdoor.com and uh, Facebook groups for neighborhoods on on you know on social media. Say what you will about those being places that people stir up trouble. I saw it used for nothing but good Absolutely. during that time. With restaurants nearby that were giving free food that could be delivered by paddleboat to homes.
1: They were canoeing free Uber food to people who were stuck in. Because one of the things you do when a hurricane's coming, you don't overpack your refrigerator in case you lose power. So you you stock up on canned goods, but you don't overdo milk and stuff like that because you're afraid it will... Spoiled, uh, spoiled. Right. so people were running out of some of the basic foods that they needed are for their kiddos neighbors were trading food with each other um, it was it was a it was fascinating to, to experience I,
0: I know that it, it often happens that when there's a natural disaster or something like 9/11 a major major event uh, adverse event tends to draw people together. I think it makes us our, our, our most human when we are drawn together by a specific adverse event that we are all in, right? There was nobody around here that was not affected by this in some way or another. And seeing so many people who are random strangers, we just happen to share proximity with one another, reaching out to offer help. It, it it is a beautiful thing to witness now it doesn't change the pain that everybody had to go through who had such devastation, but it is a beautiful thing to witness human beings coming together in the wake of a tragedy to try to help one another i i, I just i feel like it, it, as as cliche as that is it brings out the best in us to help right it, it brings has... out the best in us to help
1: it it you know, to say it warms your heart is such a cliche, but it's absolutely true. And nobody's saying, well, yes, I have diapers that I can loan you, but, but what's your political bucks. affiliation? Right. You know, nobody's doing any, anything like that there. Well, well, I have this, you need this, I got that, what, what can we do? They're swapping, they're helping, they're, and sometimes, you know, you can't get more than two houses down, you know, sometimes, so they're figuring out a way to get people what they they need need. so quickly it was it was just an incredible experience
0: it was inspiring it It really was inspiring inspiring. and it, it seems so strange that in times so difficult that you're going to find inspiration but it's there you just have to look for it sometimes I know. just have to look for and
1: it you know people I I think I always I think of this so often and I believe it's always attributed to Mr. Rogers I think that when bad things happen look for the helpers if you're discouraged because something terrible and there was a tragedy look for the helpers because that's going to remind a- you that there are way more helpers than there are anything else and um seeing it in action in such a bizarre situation uh we feel very fortunate and i know even now in the places that are truly devastated there are so many people coming in to help and will continue to do that while they continue to need so much help
0: yeah yeah so thank you all if you have uh if you had donated to the red cross or I know, seeing people on uh, people online that are coming down in mission groups to help with the cleanup efforts, et cetera. Yes. Thank you all so much for for lending a hand and doing what you can. Doing what you can. When you lend a hand, doing what you can. I I I think that's when we're finding ourselves at our at our most human. So.
1: Indeed, and that almost sound like a song. Or I know, rhyme I almost
0: rapped there, right? Yeah, you, you need G to work on that. Gee, Marky Mark. All right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us for this episode of Compassion and Courage: Conversations in Healthcare. Uh, and thank you to everyone who has reached out to ask if we are okay in the wake of this hurricane. We are fine. Uh, Please send your good wishes and uh, maybe your donations to Further South in Florida. Thank you all so much for being with us for this episode. This is the podcast where we teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. Thank you all so much for continuing to subscribe and interact with all those social media type things. We appreciate you and we will see you next time on the CNC Podcast.